How about Grace now in Irvine, California? I have a question uh, about a friend who has a son who goes to a Protestant school. Okay. And they have an Ash Wednesday service. What's the church teaching on a Catholic going to an Ash Wednesday service at a Protestant church? Well, yeah. I would say for a Catholic, don't go because you're Catholic and you should go to the Catholic church if you want to go for the ashes and for, for Mass that day. Far better to go to the Catholic church. Now, if, if the person says, well, I am going to the Catholic church, I am going to get ashes, it's not a holy day of obligation, but it's the custom I want to follow it. And I'm also going to go to the service that they have at the school, like in their chapel session or something like that. If you're a student at the school and you're going to do both, that seems reasonable to me. I'm not a fan of Catholics going to Protestant schools in any case, but regardless of that, there's there's nothing sinful about it. But if it were a situation where the Catholic says, well, I'm just going to go to the thing at the Protestant chapel service and I'm not going to go to my Catholic parish to receive ashes, I would probably try to discourage that and say, you know, either do both or if you're going to get ashes, go to the Catholic church to do that. Do you think it might be confusing to a child? Maybe fourth grade, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or, yeah, would it plant a seed where, where in the future that he, uh, he might have a memory that, hey, it was okay for me to go to a Protestant church for this. Maybe it would be okay to go for other things. It could. It could have that effect. Mm -hmm. It it depends on the child, of course, but it could have that effect. That's why I think we should do everything possible to reinforce and build up every child's Catholic identity. And anything that would erode that would not be good. It should be avoided if possible. Anything that would promote that and support that reinforcement of one's Catholic identity is a good thing. So as a general rule, if that's what we're talking about here, I would say let's do everything we can that is proper and good and helpful to reinforce Catholic identity, and let's try to avoid wherever possible things that might erode that Catholic identity. Let's say that we look at it um, with an eye toward health, bodily health. So if you live a life and a lifestyle that tends toward promoting your bodily health by what you eat and exercise, and avoiding things that are bad for you, high fructose corn syrup, whatever, you're generally going to be a healthy person. If you live a life with some of those things there, but other things that are deleterious to your health, maybe you never exercise, or maybe you know you spend hours on end, and I don't mean you personally, Grace, but whoever it may be, you're hours on end on the couch playing video games, or just a terrible diet, you're generally going to be an unhealthy person. So my sense is that if we take the same approach to our the health of our faith life, the health of our spiritual well-being, the more things we do that are spiritually healthy, the healthier we are. The things that we do that would undercut that would lead to being spiritually unhealthy. So maybe that's an analogy that might help some people. And that sounds helpful. That's a good principle to remember. Indeed. <laughs> the hard part is living that way, isn't it? Thank you. Thank you, Patrick. You can join me by listening to The Patrick Madrid Show on the Relevant Radio app, live each weekday at 8 to 11 a.m. And thanks for listening.